the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more. Wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you're not alone. You may not know it, but support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through the friendly people at Church's Care. At Church's Care, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Church's Care helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's churchescare.com. C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome to Too Good to Be True, and thank you to all the listeners. Are you ready for an amazing show about reincarnation? Before we start getting into details, let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it. We choose a subject and research it, and based on that research, we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions. Then Justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions. At the end of the process, we have psychic insight into a subject. At that point, it is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if the theory turns out too good to be true as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. Only comments that are appropriate for our time can be given through the psychic insight. Much of the subject matter in shows will have already been covered again and again in other shows. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not good with pronouncing names, and we apologize. Finally, different people believe different things about life and whether there is an afterlife. We understand that some of the following content may conflict with individual beliefs. We respect everyone's personal beliefs. Thank you, Justina. We're going to talk about reincarnation. The subject came up in another episode with the subject of near-death experiences. We didn't have time to discuss reincarnation in enough detail at the time. You have mentioned it's a subject that people, other than psychics, have written about. Yeah, the content from different sources is pretty interesting and consistent. Um, German philosopher Johann Goethe had several quotes about reincarnation, including the following. I am certain that I have been here as I am now a thousand times before, and I hope to return a thousand times, unquote. Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst Carl Jung, who founded Analytical Psychology, had the following quote. This concept of rebirth necessarily implies the continuity of personality. Here the human personality is regarded as continuous and accessible to memory, so that when one one is incarnated or born, 
one is able at least potentially to remember that one has lived through previous existences and these and the and that these existences were one's own i.e that they had the same ego form as the present life as a rule reincarnation means rebirth in a human body unquote the late george harrison of the beatles and traveling wilbury certainly had a strong belief in reincarnation here are two brief quotes Life on Earth is, about, is but a fleeting illusion edged between lives past and future beyond physical mor mortal reality, unquote. You go on being reincarnated until you reach the actual truth, unquote. You mentioned George Harrison with the other two, just to point out that reincarnation has been discussed by all sorts of thought leaders. Yeah, anybody who gets Bob Dylan and Roy Orbison singing together on the same album must be some sort of a genius. I think we need to get you away from music before we spend the whole hour talking about music. <laughs> but about a quarter of Americans believe in reincarnation, according to the website Reincarnation After Death. That seems to be a large number, but what evidence is there for reincarnation? Perhaps we can go through some examples. When I started looking, I ran across the name of the late Dr. Ian Stevenson, a psychiatrist who worked for the University of Virginia School of Medicine for 50 years. The University of Virginia came up, came up repeatedly when we were talking about near-death experiences, as did the website neardeath.com. Dr. Ian Stevenson was, was the founder and director of the University of Virginia's Division of Perceptual Studies, which um, continues to this day. This organization, which has been in existence since 1967, strives to challenge this entrenched mainstream view by rigorously evaluating empirical evidence suggesting that consciousness survives death and that the mind and brain are distinct and separable. It must have been a hard sell 50 years ago, but as we had mentioned earlier, a quarter of Americans now believe in re reincarnation. It must be easier now. I picked up on the phrase empirical evidence. Proof of reincarnation could only come from someone recalling events from previous lives, but that might be hard to prove, especially with almost infinite information being available from a cell phone almost instantly. For instance, I could Google the complete life story of an Egyptian pharaoh and claim to have been the person who wrote on the walls in various ancient buildings. Now that implies that young children would be the only reliable source of information through normal conversation. Besides concerns over false accounts of previous lives, I have a problem with the math. In the year 1 AD, there were only, a, only between 170 and 400 million people in the world. Now there are over 7 billion. If people are reincarnating, the numbers don't seem to add up, unless reincarnation is a much broader subject than we had imagined. We'll have to continue talking about reincarnation and some personal experiences with past lives after this short break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were talking about reincarnation and we brought up the point, Dad, you actually brought up the point, in that in the year 1 AD, there was only between 170 and 400 million people, and now there's over 7 billion. I don't know about the numbers, but accounts from children would appear to be the most reliable. The Division of Perceptual Studies website offers advice to parents of children who are spontaneously recalling past life memories. The advice comes with the following warning, and I quote, Please note, the following is intended to be used for informational purposes only. It is not intended to serve as a substitute for professional therapeutic or counseling services, end quote. As always, the help of a certified medical professionals should always be sought. Yeah, the Division of Perceptual Studies website includes the fact that children typically stop talking about previous life by the time they're about five to seven years old. Their lives get busier. Here are... Here is the first example of Dr. Ian Stevenson's research, and this is from uh, the website Waking Times, and I'm going to quote. The story of James Leininger is truly stunning. Since birth, James was obsessed with airplanes and as, and as a young child started having nightmares about flying weapons and a plane accident. Shortly after the nightmares started, James started to recall his previous life as a fighter pilot. Eventually, James was able to share more details about his past life with his parents, such as the name of the pilot, James M. Houston, Jr., the Navy ship on which he served, the Natoma, his co-pilot's name, and the fact that he was, he was shot down at uh, Iwo Jima. With just a little effort, James' father was able to track down Houston's co-pilot, Jack Larson, and Houston's living sister. From that point forth, the boy was able to recall events and people from Houston's life with such clarity, clarity that there was no reason for his family and Houston's sister not to believe him, unquote. Here is a second account from the website Waking Times. Edward Austrian is another case of possible reincarnation. Since very early in his life, Edward had a phobia of the dark, drizzly, damp weather and often became ill with throat problems. What made the later strange is how Edward identified with his throat illness, calling it his shot. By the time he was four years old, Edward developed a cyst in his throat and was taken in for tonsillitis surgery to prepare for further treatment of the cyst. After his surgery, the boy confided to his mom, Patricia, with a recollection of his previous life as James, an 18-year-old soldier, and his life in the trenches during a war. Edward also told his mother how he was killed he was shot in the throat. After his recollection of his past life to his mother, Edward's cyst disappeared, something that his doctor was never able to explain. Here's the third account from the same website. Gus Taylor started to recall his previous life as his grandfather, Grandpa Augie, when he was about 18 months old. During a diaper change, Gus told his father that he used to change his father's diapers. As most parents, Gus' father... Gus's father didn't think much of it until a couple of years later. One evening when Gus was four, he and his parents were looking at old photos of his grandfather, which they had brought to their house following Gus's grandmother's funeral. Although he had never seen the photos, Gus was able to pick out his grandfather in a group picture when he was just a little boy and identify his grandfather's car, calling it his own. Additionally, he recalled that his sister was murdered which is when his parents really took notice. This was something that a four-year-old was never told. Uh, sorry, something that the four-year-old was never told was that Augie's sister had been murdered, her body dumped into the, into the San Francisco Bay, unquote. The first account mentioning James Leinenberg, Leininger, excuse me, who recalled a previous life as a fighter pilot, is quite famous and is posted on the ABC News website and is in a Fox News video. The story has also been in the subject of a book. Given this high-profile story, I don't think we need to relate any other stories about children's recollections. Also, Dr. Ian Stevenson has investigated more than 3,000 cases of possible reincarnation, 
with sub- children as subjects, stating that very few were fraudulent. Assuming that reincarnation occurs, what is the point? Why not live just one life and then either nothing more or then an afterlife? Reincarnation makes sense if one lifetime is not enough for sufficient self-improvement. But what is the overall scheme of things? How does reincarnation fit into entire lives, including time on the other side? Before we get into the bigger picture, we probably should mention how the possibility of past lives first came about through hypnosis. Today, there are many past life regressionists who use hypnosis. You recall the start of a past life regression through a comedy album you bought years ago. Yes, it was a track from the best of Stan Freeberg called The Quest for Bridie Hammerschlagen. Uh, ben Hur's chariot had wire wheels according to the subject under hypnosis. I bought the album decades after it first came out, I should add. The sender was based on the claimed hypnotic regression back to the lifetime of Bridie Murphy. Here's a quote for the real hypnosis session from Wikipedia. In 1952, Colorado businessman and amateur hypnotist Maury Bernstein put housewife Virginia Ty of Pueblo, Colorado in a trance that sparked off startling revelations about Ty's alleged past life as a 19th century Irish woman and a rebirth in the United States 59 years later. Bernstein used a technique called hypnotic regression during which the subject is gradually taken back to childhood. He then attempted to take Virginia one step further before birth and was astonished to find he was listening to Bridie Murphy. The book, then a movie called The Search for Bridie Murphy, was, were produced. The content of the regression and the historical facts, when sub- subsequently checked, did not match up. In the Wikipedia article, the unproven hypnotic recollection was due to uh, cryptomnesia, which is basically the creation of a false memory. The person I think of for past life regressions is Dolores Cannon. Here's a quote from the Dolores Cannon website, and I quote, Past life regression seems like a simple concept, and it is. In my decades of research and work, using a unique hypnotherapy technique to dive deep beneath the conscious mind into the infinite subconscious, I have not only uncovered many forgotten lives of my subjects, but taped the endless wisdom of their spirits in between lives as well. End quote. And here's another quote. Back in the 1960s, when I first delved into the world of past life regression, the popular hypnotherapy technique of the day used long induction methods and tests to determine the depth of the trance. I did not like this cumbersome type of regression, even though in the beginning I was an observer holding the microphone for the entranced subject, making numerous notes during the sessions that would later prove invaluable. End quote. Dolores Cannon developed the quantum healing hypnosis technique. A purpose of past life regression is to clear an issue in the current life that may be rooted in a past life. The quantum healing hypnosis technique apparently involves a deeper trance and more dependable results. Yeah, we're not trying to run a commercial for Dolores for the Dolores Cannon organization. We don't know anything about past life regression as a form of therapy and have no opinion on it. But Dolores Cannon was a pioneer in this field and is well respected for her work. The website ThoughtCo lists prominent famous people who believed in past lives, and I quote, General George S. Patton believed he had been a soldier in many previous lives, including in the service of Alexander the Great. Benjamin Franklin may have been professing his belief in reincarnation when he wrote that he would return in a new and more elegant edition revised and corrected by the author. Thomas Edison and Henry Ford were contemporaries and both professed believers in the past lives. Edgar Cayce, the American psychic, believed that he was a resident of Atlantis in one previous life. I think it's time to look at the reason for the cycle of reincarnation and associated subjects such as uh, déjà vu and karma. There is an enormous amount of information available. Why don't we just break this down into one subject at a time? What do you understand about how reincarnation occurs? I'm going to go over material that I've read and looked at over the years. My understanding from multiple sources is that we all reincarnate and do so many times. Whether we reincarnate in our worlds or in other dimensions, or in other dimensions, I don't know. I suspect the vast population that is on Earth means that people must must also reincarnate elsewhere. 
I've also read groups of people were in the carnage together. Pre-life planning with agreements being made between individuals would suggest that people would have to reincarnate together to fulfill their agreements and obligations. Could you provide some references to support at least some of the comments you have made? Listeners may want to investigate beliefs surrounding reincarnation for themselves. Yeah, there's a lot of material, as I said. I've read the books uh, Your Soul's Plan and Your Soul's Gift by Robert Schwartz. These books seem to provide a great deal of detail. The first book appears to have been a popular choice for many. The, the following quote is from the Soul's Plan's marketing material. Your soul's plan explores the premise that we all are eternal souls who plan our lives, including our greatest challenges before we're born for the purpose of spiritual growth. Through compelling profiles of people who knowingly planned the experiences mentioned above, your soul's plan shows that suffering is not purposeless, but rather imbued with deep meaning. Working with four gifted mediums, author Robert Schwartz reveals the significance of each person's life plan and allows, and allows us a fascinating look into the other side, unquote. The sequel, Your Soul's Gift, enlarges on the content of the first book, including how challenging events in our lives are opportunities for spiritual growth, while including a chapter about the pre-birth planning we do with our future pets. I want to add that I am not trying to promote anyone's books. Um, the author, Robert Schwartz, and others have plenty of videos on YouTube for those who, don't want to, who do not wish to buy books. Apparently, we incarnate for spiritual growth. We apparently cannot achieve what we need to in a single lifetime, so we experience multiple lifetimes. But when do we reach the point of not having to reincarnate? I've read that after the last reincarnation that our consciousness merges with the creative power of the universe known as God or the Source. Presumably, this occurs when spiritual growth has been completed to the point that where we can join God or the Source. We mentioned Anita Mujani when we discussed near-death experiences in, in, the, in uh, the other episode. She states that she believes that, we, that when we leave our physical bodies, our infinite selves are all connected. In the pure consciousness state, we're all one. I've heard Anita Mujani being quoted on this quite often, especially in terms of having no reason to be unkind to anyone. You mentioned to me that in a book by David Wilcock, he suggested that many people are reincarnating now who have experienced the end of the Roman Empire. There could be so many people alive today because there is an experience of great change ahead. Also, in one of his books, he compared the physical similarities of different leaders who have lived at different times. He seemed to be basically saying that history repeats itself periodically with the possibility of the same soul returning to fulfill a similar role. I'm hoping the future does hold a greater understanding of the purpose for our lifetimes on Earth. It should then become obvious that there's no longer any point in negativity. If there have been sufficient lessons learned, what is the point of that struggle to learn that the same lesson again? It sounds like you could be talking about karma. Yes, what is karma? And more and more people talk about it all the time. According to Edgar Casey's ARE website, in an article by Bonnie Alt entitled Karma as a Memory. Karma means cause and effect. But we'll have to get into more about karma and back to more about reincarnation after this break. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net.
Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were just starting to talk about karma. And I was saying, according to Edgar Casey and the website, in an article by Bonnie Alt, that karma means cause and effect. Also, karma assumes that the soul existed before birth in this reality and will exist after the death of a body as the soul continues. Here are excerpts from two Casey readings included in the article. Reading 1056-2. Each soul pays for his own shortcomings, not someone else's. Reading 1436-3. What is karmic debt? Your relationship to your fellows is merely self being met. In relationships to that, they themselves are working out and not a karmic debt between, but a karmic debt of self that may be worked out between the associations that exist in the present. And this is true for every soul. It appears that when you reincarnate, you may have karmic debt, which you have to work out for yourself. In the same article, Bonnie Alt provides an explanation, and I quote, As explained by this reading, there are no debts between souls. Your only debt is to yourself. Of course, you have had previous encounters with, uh, with the other fellow in, your, in other lives. And because of this, because certain individuals have helped in, engender certain memories within us, be they feelings of malice, impatience, stubbornness, or whatnot, these same individuals are the instruments needed to help remove these memories that are within us, unquote. This may ap- that may apply that we can incarnate together as in groups. A person that may be making you angry may be doing just that to help you clear up some of your karma. On the other hand, if someone is really mean and takes negative actions, they will have to pay that off eventually. Presumably, experiencing negativity would be the result of sending out negativity at some point. But what about karma created and cleared within a single lifetime? I haven't read anything on that, but I would speculate if a person was sufficiently advanced and able to recognize and deal with karma immediately, they w- then they wouldn't need to reincarnate. Lessons would have been learned. Let's now talk about deja vu, which translates from the French meaning already seen. It involves having the feeling that something currently being experienced has already been experienced in the past. A scientific explanation is that deja vu may involve a similar previous memory being later interpreted as the same memory. Apparently, two-thirds of the population appears to have had the same experience. Another explanation is that deja vu may arise from a dream when a similar occurrence is experienced ahead of the real experience. Yeah, I once had a dream of a scenario that came to pass only a few days later. It seemed to be a warning, especially as I don't normally remember dreams. Without going into details, it involved avoiding a sticky situation. My intuition was that I had nothing to gain by being involved in a certain situation, so I avoided it. The dream was like a video preview of the real situation. This may suggest that some events on a life path are meant to be and that we are sometimes uh, helped by the guidance um, from spirit guides or other entities while still exercising free will. In that instance, I believed that the spirit guides had helped me. Yes, why don't you go through the process of reincarnation, starting with pre-birth planning? You've talked about the council or the elders in another episode and are now mentioning spirit guides. Why don't we go back to the Collected Evolution website in the article by Nikki Gray from September of 2014. Here is the first quote which explains the planning process. Through my research, the cycle of life to death to rebirth has been pretty much the same through same from all the sources I've studied, and let me tell you, there have been many. It all starts with the pre-birth plan. You establish this plan with a council. Some people call this, this council the elders or the wise ones. Pretty much they are very old beings who know their stuff, so to speak. You meet with them along with your spirit guides. You discuss the life ahead of you and are given the choice of a, different, of a few different lives to pick from the current time period you are incarnating into. To give you an example, I was given the choice of being an artist or a samurai in Japan. You choose everything, including your parents. Once your choices have been given to you and you pick one, the tedious task starts of planning all the things you will wish to experience in the upcoming life. Experience isn't the only thing we seek. We have goals to meet and challenges to overcome. 
Some wish to learn patience or overcoming jealousy. Many people have debated this theory, but also choose to clear up karmas. To me, clearing up karma simply means creating balance. There are a few other things like healing contrasts and healing false beliefs. When a life plan has been created, our guides are there with us, creating what Robert Schwartz describes through his work as a flowchart. A flowchart is a plan, but with free will incorporated into it, unquote. Here is the second quote. Our guides also create synchronicities in our lives to trigger certain things in us and guide us on the best path to help us master our goals. After the plan is in place, we are born and forget the plan and who we truly are, unquote. It makes sense that our spirit guides are there right at the start. The second quote states that our spirit guides create synchronicities. Carl Jung, who we quoted earlier, created the term synchronicity, which in simple terms means meaningful coincidence. Jung believed that everything in the universe is connected. Apparently, there are no such things as coincidences, but there are synchronicities. An example would be seeing the same number over and over again, day after day, beyond any statistical explanation. Regarding spirit guides, noted psychic James Van Pra had the following description, and I quote, Every one of us has spirit helpers looking after us. They are always there to guide, protect, and support. Your spirit guides bring the wisdom and perspective of many lifetimes, and best of all, they have no personal agenda. They are simply there to help you on your soul journey. End quote. When you check your watch or phone and the same minutes after the hour come up day after day, then maybe that's a synchronicity with your spirit guides letting you know you're on the right path. Another example would be meeting someone out of the blue who answers a question that you were just asking yourself. It all suggests there's not much in life that's truly random and we are being guided. Besides spirit guides, angels are often mentioned. Some claim that angels appear when somebody really needs help. Here are two, two quotes from the Doreen Virtue, Doreen Virtue website. Here is the first quote. Everyone has a guardian angel with no exceptions. I have met people who have doubted whether they, they deserve to have a guardian angel. Please know that you have a guardian angel with you, guaranteed. This is the angel who can, constantly stays with you from birth until your transition back to heaven. This angel's love for you is unconditional and bigger than anything on this earth. Your guardian angel makes certain you are safe and guided always. Guardian angels are sometimes confused with spirit guides. A spirit guide is a loving being who has lived on earth in human form. This person then received special training in the afterlife about how to become a spirit guide. Unquote. Regarding angels, here is the second quote. There are beings of light who respond to our calls for guidance, assistance, protection and comfort. God's thoughts of love create angels. The angels are here to help us, especially when our intent is to bring joy and healing to the world. Ask, you, ask for as many angels as you want to surround you. Ask for angels to surround your loved ones, your home and your business. Angels receive great joy at helping us, and they ask only that we occasionally remember to say thank you in gratitude for their help, unquote. Yes, I think everyone has heard stories of the helper at the scene of an accident who is untraceable afterwards and apparently doesn't exist. But I think we need to get back to the life plan. It was stated that we totally forget it after we are born. This would suggest that children should not be able to recall incidents from past lives as researched by Dr. Ian Stevenson. From the same Nikki Gray articles quoted from earlier, here's a quote from Dolores Cannon, who we mentioned earlier as a pioneer of past life regression through hypnosis. And I quote, it wouldn't be a test if you knew the answers, end quote. So life is a test, which we largely create for ourselves, that might explain why life can be really challenging and really frustrating at times. In the other episode, we mentioned the life review. It seems that we set the test with that being our life plan, and then during our lives, we, are, we have free will to overcome the challenges in the test. Then after returning, we go through the process of grading ourselves. But we've talked about karma and how one lifetime can affect another. Here is another quote from the Nikki Gray article. On occasion, healing needs to take place from things that occurred in past lives, unquote. The article goes on to talk about past life regression. Here is a quote with a warning. Knowing about past lives can seriously mess with you mentally and emotionally. 
I know this because I've remembered many of my previous incarnations and, uh, and asked about them in readings I've had with a medium I know and love. Although I personally find them fascinating and look upon them with no judgments, not everyone may be able to handle knowing about all the roles we play here on Earth. We don't know whether past life regressions can be helpful or unhelpful, but we both think that the warning from the last quote should be taken seriously. Also, for any medical or related issue, a certified medical professional should always be sought. But we need to talk a little bit more about the life review. We had some other quotes regarding uh, life review from neardeath.com. I think it's worth quoting the following. The life review is, is for educating us about ourselves, why we are the way we are, what were our motives behind our actions, how did our lives impact others, how could we have done better, and what we can do to create aspects to ourselves which are not compatible with life on the other side. We learn these things in order to become a better person. What isn't clear is whether we have to reincarnate to become a better person or whether we can work on ourselves on the other side. After the life review, what's next? Presumably, a life review is used to help plan the next lifetime and or experiences in the afterlife, including dealing with any karma. Maybe you can explain what you understand about the afterlife in between incarnations. Yeah, mystic and spiritual explorer Emanuel Swedenborg, who lived in the 1700s and 1800s, provides a description. Here is a quote from the Swedenborg Foundation website. In the spiritual world, people have bodies, live in houses, enjoy community life, and are surrounded by landscapes, um, which are like those on Earth with familiar plants and animals. However, however things work very differently in, in spiritual reality. Everything there is vivid and much more alive. What we see responds to what we are thinking. We always have all the time we need. Particular individuals are only as near or far away as our thoughts of them. And thinking of, of a person or a place can actually bring us there, unquote. That would be a great existence for sure. But why would you want to return? From the reading several sources, the best analogy I've come across is that life on Earth is like a workout in a gym. You may not enjoy all the experience, but the goal is improvement. The workout at some time, at some point ends. Presumably, if you don't go to the gym, then in, that improvement would take longer or wouldn't happen at all. I remember from another episode that time is something that humans depend on. It can't mean the same on the other side. Maybe our lifetime seems much shorter before and after we experience them. Hopefully, the psychic insight can help us understand a little more of why we are here. Okay, I'll ask the first question of Psychic Insight. Um, maybe we don't have time for the answer, but I'll ask the question. Do we normally forget all our pre-birth planning to ensure that life on Earth is a test? I think we'll have to save the answer for after this break. But just a little before the Psychic Insight, I just want to tell everyone out there to go like and follow our Facebook page and interact with us on there. So if you search Too Good To Be True, and that's T-W-O, too good to be true and the second t-o is t-o if you go and search that you can go like our page follow us on there and interact with us and we'd love to hear from the listeners and after this break we'll continue with the psychic insight Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, 
Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we just started with the first question for the Psychic Insight. So, Dad, can you please go ahead and ask that question again? Sure. Do we normally forget all our pre-birth planning to ensure that life on Earth is a test? So the thing is, yes, for the most part, people decide to forget any of the planning. But the thing is that some people actually decide to remember their past lives and the decisions they have made, which you sometimes see in children. So it's kind of a choice on how much the person wants to believe in the previous planning and how many things are a surprise. So this also goes back to deja vu, where a person is basically remembering the planning process. Is deja vu always a recollection from the planning process, or or can it also be a trick of the memory? What we can say is that there may be memory glitches in some people. So we aren't denying the biological or physical aspect, but we are saying for the main point of deja vu is remembering the life plan. Is it possible for children up to the ages of five to seven years to be able to recall past lives? Yes, and it's pretty common since when the brain is developing, it is, you can say, more open to spirituality. So children are more prone in their development to be more spiritual. And that's why you hear children with imaginary friends seeing ghosts and knowing about their past lives. So as a person goes through life and their brain develops and they go through development, there is more of the disconnect with our past lives. Why haven't some children forgotten their past lives? Usually it's because they decide that they wanted to come in with some knowledge of their past lives. There also can be triggering events where something in childhood reminds them of their past life, and so the memories come back. But the thing is, when children come onto this planet, it's basically a whole different world for them, as you know. So things in their brain work very differently. What is the purpose of children recalling past lives? Usually it's to basically follow some type of passion and provide an explanation for a passion. So for example, let's say a little boy decides that he loves planes and wants to become a pilot. And he is telling his parents that he has had a past life where he flew in the war. It's to reinforce that he wants to not only fly a plane, but he wants to follow the passion again in this life. So you can say in a way it's kind of having those memories and thus helps in this lifetime. The Earth's population the year 1 AD was only between 170 and 400 million, while now there are over 7 billion. Does that mean that new souls are being created all the time? This is where it gets tricky. So in a way, a soul cannot be created or destroyed since it's energy. So that's basic physics. And to put it in physics terms and scientific terms, energy cannot be created or nor destroyed. So the thing is that with the population increasing, basically it's more souls coming back and deciding that they want to be in a human body. So it's not really that there is more creation of souls, just more choosing to come back. Can the same souls that live on Earth live in other lifetimes in other worlds or other dimensions? Yes, there are other dimensions and different universes. So what we can say is that these souls come from all over the place. In the afterlife, do professionals such as psychiatrists study and learn more about their fields of study? It depends on the individual person. So let's say that someone was a world-famous doctor. They might have accomplished all their lessons and all their paths in in their life down here in the physical world. So they may decide that when they pass on, they don't want to do this anymore, that they don't want to learn more about this. So some people continue on with the same thing while other people decide to go in a completely different direction. Do experts instruct other souls on the other side for their learning benefit? So yes and no. So the thing is that yes, there are different, you could call them experts, that basically will talk to souls and guide them, especially when choosing their next life path or life plan. 
whatever you want to call it. But the other thing is that when spirits are in spirit form, they are more all-knowing. So there is not really much you can tell them. So it's more about their guidance, about living the physical life compared to living there. Was James Leininger a World War II fighter pilot? Yes. Was Edward Austrian shot in the throat in a trench in a war? Yes. Was Gus Taylor his own grandfather in a previous life? Yes. Were Dr. Ian Stevenson's findings correct for the approximately 3,000 cases he investigated of children recalling past lives? Yes, his findings are correct. Is the past life of Bridie Murphy as presented in the book and in the movie based on a false memory? Yes. Can past life regression using hypnosis have benefits for the subject? So that's the problem with past life regressions is that for some subjects it can be very beneficial and help them through a major issue or issues. However, with other past lives that are more negative, it can actually bring up the past life and cause more fear than is necessary. Are there risks associated with past life regression using hypnosis? Yes, and the problem is that when someone is under hypnosis, things can seem very real to them. So this may bring in things from the past that seem very real, and also with this, with a past life, it's also difficult because you don't know which past lives will actually come up. So there is no way to really control if it's going to be something positive or negative. Was General Patton in a previous life a soldier in the service of Alexander the Great? Yes. Did Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Edison or Henry Ford experience past lives? Yes. Was Edgar Cayce a resident of, of Atlantis in a previous life? Yes. Do we reincarnate for the purpose of spiritual growth? Spiritual growth and also learning lessons. So you can think of it as basically as a training course or going through school. Can we achieve spiritual growth without reincarnation? In a way, yes. But it's more powerful when the person is actually down here on the earth, since everything is kind of a mystery, and they are walking their own path and leading this path, which is unknown to them. Anita Mujani states that she believes that when we, are, when we leave our physical bodies, our infinite selves are all connected. Is this true? In a way, yes. Is it also true, according to Anita Mujani, that in the pure consciousness state, we are all one? So that makes things a lot more complicated. So the answer is, in a way, yes. In a way, no. Before incarnation to this life, is there life planning with a council and spirit guides? Yes. Does life planning involve the people we're going to reincarnate with as we plan challenges in an upcoming life? Yes. Do these life challenges involve clearing up karmic debt? Yes. Is karma as generally described by Edgar Casey in his is karma actually as generally described by Edgar Casey in his readings? Yes. Do we reincarnate do we reincarnate with the same people over and over again? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Do spirit guides help us through our lifetimes? Yes, in small ways that people often do not always notice. Are there no things that, are there no such things as coincidences? So for the purpose of the question, no, there is no such thing as a coincidence since everything is planned out on one path or another. Do synchronicities occur? Yes. Do angels come to our aid when we are in need so that we continue on so that we can continue on our life path? Angels, spirit guides, past loved ones, positive beings. Yes, a lot of people. What is the difference between an angel and a spirit guide? So the angels are very closely related to source. So you can think of it as basically pure fragments of source, but put into the form of an angel. So they are basically, you can think of it as source's soldiers. Spirit guides are not as pure. Spirit guides are of source, but not a direct piece of source. So spirit guides have usually been in physical bodies and have accelerated up to being spirit guides. So angels have never ever been spirit guides or have been on the physical planet in a human body. Does life review involve self-assessment in order to plan a future incarnation? Yes, lots of self-assessment. Does life review involve self-assessment in order to plan challenges in the afterlife? Yes. 
Was Emmanuel Swedenborg correct in his description of the afterlife? Not completely. What should we know about the afterlife that is helpful for the here and now? What we can say about the afterlife is that basically what is done on earth does affect the afterlife. So obviously it is good to be a good person. However, the afterlife, when someone does go to the afterlife, it is very positive and very loving. So what we can say basically is that it goes back to the message that if someone does pass on, it is something good and positive. But again, when you do what you do in the earth plane affects future lives and basically future planning. Is life on earth like a workout in a gym? In a way, yes. Are, t- are some of today's reincarnations associated with past lives in the Roman Empire about 1,500 years ago? Yes. Do individuals such as Hannibal reincarnate to lead similar lives of military conquest? So the thing is with military people, it's a trend where if you were in the military before, you would usually want to go back to the military. Does karma involve experiencing the flip side of a previous life? Would a slave owner reincarnate as a slave to clear up a a karmic debt? Yes and no. So in some cases, this does not have to occur so the person learns a lesson. However, in other cases, they may learn their karma in a different way. For example, if they were a slave owner, they might not come back as a slave, but someone who is poor and struggles throughout their entire life. So there's not an exact connection on how the person will come back. Well, those are all the questions, so I have to ask the last question. Is reincarnation too good to be true? That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Okay, Justina, what did you think of all of that? We've only got a couple of seconds. Well, I think that's a lot of information, (laughs) and I want to thank all the listeners, of course, like always. And as I mentioned earlier, go like, follow our Facebook page, Too Good to Be True, with Justina Marsh and Peter Marsh on Facebook and we would love to hear from the listeners and know and understand different beliefs and if anyone has any other research and anything to add to this.